Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Annie. And as always, we're going to have our anime headlines coming up, a little bit of car news towards the end, a little bit of other discussion that I have planned too, but uh, how you doing, Manny? Eh, honestly, I would expect me to be tired, honestly. I mean, it's kind of been the going trend every week if you're always tired. I mean, no, I, I've been having like fucking massive like Hispanic or like Mexican parties every fucking weekend these past two months. All right, all right. I mean, uh, the first few weekends, I'm pretty sure you've seen me fucking tired as hell. Yeah, like I said, every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of surprised I'm not tired of this week. All right, all right. You got your cowboy boots going all weekend? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. $250. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so you bought fresh ones for this weekend. Fresh and clean. All right, so those aren't going to be used around the nursery. Hell no. I got the work boots. All right. I see no difference. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, Manny. Well, I didn't do anything this weekend, really. Stayed at home. Okay. And that's the way I fucking like it. (laughs) Right. I did do some planning for the next trip to Arkansas. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going again. Yep, yep, yep. One more trip out there this year for sure. Uh, we're going to be dropping off my dad's car now. Okay. So I am going to probably just do a clutch job, brakes, brake fluid, you know what I mean? Just kind of give it a, go- a good refresh on everything and mm-hmm. uh, drop it off to him fresh. Okay. So. Well, might as well make it fresh so it can actually withstand the drive oh, to Arkansas's. It- even if I didn't do anything, I'm sure it'd do a whole lot better than that goddamn RV. <laughs> <laughs> That RV is state. He might as well gut that motor out and sell it because I told him you don't fucking move that thing no more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be taking that trip probably early August, and it seems like I should be able to do the trip, fly home, and make it on time to record. Okay, that will be the goal. That's gonna be the goal. That's the goal for sure. <laughs> And I mean, I think we even budgeted some times to go to uh, Peppermint Hippo, and <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'll bring you back, I'll bring you back a souvenir from there. Um, Just you know, sanitize it after. <laughs> this man. But all right, Maddie, let's roll into some headlines, man. All righty. So as of last week, they have shown that Nezuko from Demon Slayer, uh-huh. and her voice actor were featured on the cover and made their debut on Japan's weekly Playboy magazine. (laughs) Really? Yes. Okay. One, I didn't know Japan had a separate Playboy issue. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I thought that was like a US-only thing. Mm, I can understand why you think that, because to me, I always thought about that too. Yeah, but this is part of the same trademark company. Uh, it looks like it. Or, or is it just a nudie mag in general? Uh, I mean, again, this is like a... The, the news article I'm reading is like intended for all ages, so I doubt they're going to talk more about that part. Okay, well, it's so it's just a s- salacious magazine. Oh, it didn't uh, really say a Playboy. It just said Japan's weekly uh, Playboy magazine. Okay. 
whatever it which, might be then. Which the voice actor did voice her concerns about being featured on the cover, and so far it looks like just the cover she's just featured on. I guess they just try to like advertise more anime yeah. to the broader audience. She's they're trying to pull weebs away from two D. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, good, that's the ticket right there. That's good the ticket. Fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the ticket right there. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so I mean uh we have Nezuko featured. I mean, I've seen a lot of people voice their concerns that she's an underage girl in the anime series. But uh, with also the voice actor, but sh- it looked like it just went well for them. I the mean, voice actor is underage too. No. Okay. No, I'm saying like a bo- like how she's also voiced her concerns about being featured on it too and invited for it. Uh, but it looks like uh, she her idea was that she was probably gonna show skin and she was gonna be uncomfortable, but they didn't have her show skin or anything, especially for the cover and everything. Yeah, so. they just need her to get Weebs to pick up the magazine. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. But pretty much, uh, I mean, uh, in the interview that uh, she did for Playboy and everything, uh, she was just talking about her experience as the voice actor for Nezuko and everything, and just pretty much how everybody's just been enjoying her as the role she plays and everything. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, she doesn't have a whole lot of voice acting to do with that character. (laughs) It's weird, but it's true. It's true. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But hey, if it you know it's working out for her and her benefit, right? Yeah, I mean this isn't the first time um, Demon Slayer in particular has been featured on magazines and stuff. They were also featured on like the women's fashion magazine called uh, Spurs in August, and then uh, we have also the Teen Girl magazine Seventeen apparently. Okay, I'm not too sure if this is like these are Japanese magazines or maybe these are actual usa magazines because especially like since it doesn't say anything about like how i said earlier japan's weekly playboy magazine but this time it just says teen girl magazine 17 so i'm gonna assume that's the usa version i am not sure i just know that i am surprised there is still print magazine being done (laughs) the way i look at it i think print magazine's still a big thing in japan is it yeah i mean you how Barnes and Noble is kind of like dying out because everybody's just going towards digital. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, especially in Japan. Okay. Manga, I wonder if that's a cultural thing. It could be. I mean, mangas are still being sold in just record numbers still. Um, you'll see like the magazine stands at grocery stores or like those 7-Eleven markets there and everybody's just there just standing there watching, like reading the magazines before they just go off and... T- to where they have to go and everything. And, I mean, in uh, many animes, they show, like, characters and everything going to, like, to read books, honestly. So, I'm just going to assume that magazines or print media or anything is still going to be a big thing over there. Okay. Well, big thing, no. I would say it's going to last longer than here in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that is a major difference between us over here. Cause yeah. I couldn't even tell you the last time I even seen one laying around like a doctor's office or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Playboy magazine, but okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what offices you're going to, but <laughs> you let me know where they're at. Okay. Okay. I'll let you know when I actually find one. But yeah, I, I let alone those, but Just yeah. Just imagine going to a doctor's and they have a Playboy magazine there. All the pages are stuck together. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's nothing you want to do communally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, they're trying to pump up sales numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this is an interesting twist, just seeing anime involved. I, is I, it? No, no. I'm, from, like, the character they chose, I would expect it to be more like an adult animated character. I mean... We've both probably seen some crazier shit come out of Japan. Like that Ava fluid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's what I mean. Like, there's some wild-ass shit that comes out of there. So, I mean, this is extremely on the moderate side for sure. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, it could have been much worse. It could have been worse. <laughs> like anal fluid to let you breathe. I'm, I'm telling you, he planned that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Manny is referencing an old article we found uh, where they were using anal enemas to help you help replace oxygen in your system. Well, also replace uh, mechanical respirators. Yeah, yeah, basically for assistance that way. And it just sounded like a fucking. I'm pretty sure they, like I said in the podcast before, they're they're using a tentacle. <laughs> they're 100 percent using a tentacle for that shit. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you're, I think, I think you're thinking, thinking too far on this part. You know, I just need to trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to set the patent right now before those nerds figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it if they've already done it. Maybe, maybe, especially here in the U.S. <laughs> but all right, Manny, what else we got? All righty, so big announcement. Uh, this past Sunday, they have finally announced and the green lit for the next season of Konosuba. Okay, I think we talked about this last week. We in, we talked about an announcement for an announcement. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So now we're announcing the announcement after they announced it. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's we're ready for your announcement. That's pretty much it. Um they said the the whole project has been greenlit. They have not given a specific release date or any information. They just want the fandom and everybody to just be patient with them until they bring and out. know that there's another announcement coming. Yes. <laughs> I was legit about to say that. But yes. Okay. They failed us. <laughs> <laughs> they failed us on content. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just trying to focus on the Tokyo Olympics at the moment. No, they're just trying to make sure they keep the hype. Ah, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, because as soon as it dies I down, for, it I dies for, down. I forgot which anime, but apparently it's got postponed because they're trying to focus on anime, the Tokyo Olympics. Okay, well. So, like I'm saying. Well, how they, are they related to the Olympics, though? Because some of the animated characters are becoming, like, the official ambassadors for the Tokyo Olympics. Ah, okay, okay. So, anime is playing a part into this as well. Okay, it'd be interesting to see once that gets into play. I think we had Goku, Sailor Moon, and a few other characters I can't remember. Oh, the basic bitches. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Got it, got it. Well, I I think it could also have to do with hype, just because, you know, as consumers, I'm pretty sure we have the attention span of a goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with you. Oh, especially with me. If you don't keep me interested, I'm going to drift away and end up rewatching some of my old favorites. And then forget about it existing for a year. Or just watch it dub because you're lazy. That too. Hell yeah. So. That boy ain't right. I tell you what. (laughs) 
So yeah, you got to keep some kind of hype going and going. Hey, remember this is still coming out. Be excited, you know, because then you were just gonna forget about it, and something else is gonna catch our attention. This man, marketing, Manny, marketing. Okay, okay. At least they're not doing what Dodge did. Yes. <laughs> Wait, with oh, there you go. I had to think about that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny. What else we got? All righty. And just a bit, a bit of sad news uh, for any of any fans for the Misfit of the Demon King Academy. The manga artist has passed away. So that basically means the the entire series has now been continually just canceled at this point. Oh wow! Uh, so they made an announcement. Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago that he's going to be going on ha- on a hiatus or hiatus. The writer. The uh, the manga artist, okay, uh, that he's gonna be going on hiatus. I keep forget. I keep trying to think. Am I pronouncing it right? Hiatus. Hiatus. There you go. Hiatus due to health concerns, and it was later announced that he had pancreatic cancer. But by the time they made the announcement, that's when he actually passed away. Oh, that sucks. Yes. Yeah, that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, so it's sad to say for I mean I've been trying to watch this anime, but I haven't got the chance to because I'm always, I again. He was a writer attention. and illustrator, or just the illustrator. So it's it's weird with like the manga side, honestly. Uh, once somebody like pitches a idea for a manga and everything, you get a team under you where one will focus on layouts, one will focus on uh, the art, one will focus on the scripts, and one will be the director, which I think is the creator. Yeah, so so that's what I mean. He was the illustrator. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so he passed away, which is basically well, what I was trying to say before. I've been trying to get in, into watching this anime because I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. But just as we said earlier, our attention span is not great. Told you, you goldfish too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and just some other news and everything. Uh, we also announced a while back that that uh, Jujutsu Kaisen also went on, on a hiatus due to health concerns for the creator and everything. But yeah, he has finally recovered, so the manga is now back on track. All right. And just this week or this weekend marks the second anniversary for the Kill Annie arson, arson attack. Damn, has it been two years already? Uh, apparently. So they finally uh, they finally came out with a video, like um, basically saying thanks for all the support and everything, especially with uh, everything they've been through, and with how everybody's just very supportive of what they've done and accomplished, especially for giving us things that we enjoy, like the the anime works, Miss Kobayashi's Main Dragon, Violet Evergarden, Silent Voice, and. Uh, Shinobu, uh, I keep forgetting the, the entire name. It's too long, anyways. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's your shit. You don't even remember? No, I remember. It's just long. It's Say just, it then. It's uh, Love, Chunibyo, and Other Disillusions. There you go. But it kind of falls in that category of like, that's extremely long names that just doesn't work. That's your shit. You got to keep it on track. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they did like post a video and everything 
But apparently it's private, so I can't understand why it would be private. But I'm gonna try to see if I can find other ways to get a touch to see, just so I can watch. It, honestly, I wanna, I wanna see what they've done to like thank us as a community for the support we give them, especially. Okay, you find the URL. Uh, let me know, and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much just some anime updates. Uh, another update that I have is Valve came out with the Steam Deck. Yes, that's right. You told me about this. Yes, so it's like a bigger version of the Nintendo Switch. And for most people that don't know, Steam is the developer, uh, the developer responsible for Steam. Or, I mean, Valve <laughs> is the developer responsible for Steam, Half-Life, Team Fortress, and Left 4 Dead. And so Valve has been in the works for a portable console device for a really long time. And they kind of got some inspiration from the Nintendo Switch cuz we can also we can always all tell that it looks just like a Nintendo Switch, just bigger. Yeah, yeah, no it does. It does. Uh but the 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 interesting part is that you can access the in, apparently access the entire Steam library onto this. So, yeah, so you, it's probably uh, Windows based. Windows based, all that stuff. So, Emulator King right here if po- if the possibilities are there as well. Okay. Well, I mean, that's not a huge attractant anymore just because we can put emulators on literally anything now. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, but Except for is, your iPhone, probably, because, you know, Apple. I know. I know. That's true. <laughs> the, the idea is that you have a portable device. I mean, you can, take, you can get your laptop and go anywhere you want, but it's, it's just not the same as, like, a handheld console, taking your games everywhere, as yeah. uh, PC games in particular and everything. Um, I'm excited for it because I actually put down a reservation for it. Uh, right now, it's five dollars reservations for three of their devices. Devices. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> devices. <laughs> so their uh, lowest package is like three. I think it was like three fifty for a sixty-four gigabyte, which is very low. I think because there's some games with a pretty big memory packages on there. Yeah. But I have been told that the, it also will allow expandable memory storage. Okay, so they'll have like an SD card slot somewhere. I'm, I'm going to assume so if they say ex- if the possibility is there. Okay, but I did notice that you told me there's spec differences. Yes. So, so at least is even as far as processor speed and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I saw on the, on the Steam uh, homepage when I went towards the reservation page of what the differences are going to be for the... Uh, for the the options or the, the trim levels uh, in better terms. And I guess the next uh, trim level, I think it was like, I can't remember if it was going to be like in the 200s for gigabyte storage. I'm trying to remember, honestly. Uh, I can probably look. That's all right. We can link the website or something. Yeah. Okay. So 399 for the 64 gigabyte, 529.99 for the 256 gigabyte SCC's. SSD storage with exclusive Steam profile bundle and the 650 for the 512 gigabyte SSD storage. Um, and of course, the 399 64 gigabyte is just internal storage. And I, I mean, usually when it comes to shit like this, I try to go for like the highest option regardless. So I went with the 650 option, which is the 512 gigabyte. Got it. Okay. And so I'm I'm excited because 
you already know me. I love to play Dark Souls and everything. And all these, like, games that are, like, just, like, just want to give you a hard time. But, like, that satisfaction once you get through it. In particular with Dark Souls and everything. So, I just like the idea that I have, I'll have i have the chance to, like, play it on the go, honestly. Very true. All right. When is that uh, supposed to be actually released? So, depending on when you made the reservations is how soon you'll get it. For the first group of people that got the reservations, they'll be expecting it as soon as December. Me, on the other hand, I'll be expecting it at quarter three of 2022. Okay, so pretty much around next fall. Yeah. yeah, next fall, basically. Yeah. Late summer, early fall, around yeah. that time. Okay. Damn. So it's not really like a full-on release where you can just purchase it online. It's pre-order and then kind of uh, package releases. Yes. Got it, got and it, got The it. reason why mine was more later is because the demand was so high after this uh, console was announced from Valve. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how the sales numbers ended up going. I mean, if I got pushed back to like quarter three of next year, I'm, I'm going to assume they... Yeah, because this is their first run at it, so it's not like they'd have the capabilities to do a mass production. Oh, especially with the chip shortage and everything. Yeah, yeah, which we got another story on that later on, too. Oh, we do. Yes. Okay. All right, very cool. Well, while we're at it, why don't we just get into it, then? All right, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So... Uh, we know the semiconductor chips are in short supply. That's what's driving the markets on everything right now, right? It really is, yes. Yeah. So um, a part of that, besides messing with the markets and having a uh, shortage, obviously there's tons of jobs. There's tons of people who are normally making these cars, right? We do have plants out here, out in Detroit and everywhere. You know, I think... Was it Tennessee that makes the Toyota Camrys? I believe so. I think it's like Tennessee or something that makes the Camrys. So, I mean, we have plants that still need to produce, right? Mm-hmm. So, Ford is apparently producing their trucks and, and a lot of their plants to continue making the cars without the semiconductor chip. <laughs> now, what's going to be the difference after that? Well, basically, they're going to have the dealers install them. Oh. So, basically, just to kind of keep their you know, keep their workers going, keep production of the cars going, they're going to actually produce, build, and ship out these cars brand new to the dealers without the, shi- without the chips. And I'm assuming once somebody actually buys the truck is when they'll put the chip in. I mean, I think that would be the best way to go about it. This way, what they're doing is they're giving the customers selection and variety again. Mm -hmm. And then I guess if their chips are modular, right? They're modular, meaning they can go in a truck, they can go in a Mustang, they can go in a Mach-E, they can go in whatever, right? Um, They would get X amount of chips sent separately, and then whatever car ends up selling off the lot, that's what they'll install, <laughs> install the chip on. I mean, that would also like be like a good uh, opportunity to like keep up with supply deficiencies, maybe. I mean, yes and no. It gives customers that are looking for a car some actual options. Because, you know, when I traded in the Type R, mm-hmm. they told me they only had 19 new cars on the lot. Ooh. Yeah. Everything else was used and trade-in, and, you know, they were even in short supply of that. 
God damn. So for people going in and going, oh, yeah, I wanted to buy an F-150 or I wanted to buy a Maxima or whatever, you know, but I want this color. And it's like, well, you know, we have 19 new cars and we only got one Maxima or we only got one truck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So that hurts, you know, besides there being a shortage, that hurts their sales too because they don't have a particular color that somebody wants or a particular package option, right? So maybe this way they can actually get some variety and choices out to them and then just have the dealer techs install the semiconductor chips. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, hey, that's... Fuck, that's one way to go about it, I guess, right? And, you know, another benefit to it, too, is that their workers in Detroit get to keep working. That is true. Right? They still have their jobs. They're still working. They're still producing... And they're not hurting either, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is good because, you know, we wouldn't want anybody out of work, Definitely. regardless of the situation. Right. So it keeps their workers working and, and providing for their families. And at the same time, on the consumer side, for anybody who is uh, brave enough <laughs> to go shopping for cars right now, new cars, they're going to they're going to at least have some options if they go that route. That is true. Now, who knows how long this is going to you know, at least how long they have to do this before they can start getting supply back on those chips. But at least it's something to keep the workers going for sure. So a little bit of a weird way to do it, but I mean, it's a chip. It can't be too difficult for the dealer techs to install. I hope so. <laughs> well, I do have a couple friends that are dealer techs and... uh Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was uh, one of the one of the stories I found today. But uh, moving on into that, I guess Ford related news. They had a recent trademark. So they trademarked the name Skyline here in the United States. The hell? Yeah. <laughs> Has Nissan retaliated yet? No, there is no word that Nissan gave a big middle finger to Ford and trademarked Mustang in Japan. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny as fuck. (laughs) But no, they, uh, they, there's no, they don't use it anymore here. Right? The flagship car is now just the GTR. That, that is true. The R35, yes. They still use Skyline in Japan as what we have as the uh, Q50s. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right? But we use a Q50 here, and they use Skyline in Japan. Mm-hmm. But uh, So Ford actually trademarked this. And obviously, it's going to be more than likely for an upcoming vehicle, right? Um, quick Ford history right they actually had skyline as a trim label Mm. back in like in the 60s and even earlier after that you know everything from a crestline fairline crown victoria the fairline 500 the galaxy those all had a trim line of uh skyline Mm -hmm. as a a trim model basically so maybe it's going to be another trim model that they're patenting for or they're trademarking for or another EV that's coming in the future, but yes, I I seriously do think Nissan needs to go trademark Mustang in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be freaking funny. 
I can see it happening. Yeah, just have a little spite war. Get all petty. <laughs> um, and uh, you remember uh, we had that article that came up a, a while ago about Honda collaborating with GM on two electric vehicles. For and about 20 new platforms, something like that. Two. Just two. Just two? I thought it was just like two. It. It's going to be one Honda, one Acura. Okay. So the CEO, uh, Toshihiro Omibe, he actually had a like a press conference kind of thing, right? And he actually opened the door for open invitation to any auto, manu- auto manufacturer that wants to collaborate with Honda in producing more EV vehicles. Why should there be a side note? This does not include Apple. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, for sure. But I just think it's interesting because, you know, Honda probably wasn't one of the ones really pushing EV for a while. That is true. Right? They did a couple hybrids and they just produced really good ICE engines, right? So it seems like the way they're trying to get back on track for this EV push that everybody's doing is collaborations. They'll use their reputation and... Probably their engineering they have as far as chassis and drive lines and everything to that benefit so that other companies can hopefully make the bigger investment in the actual EV. Okay. I mean, I can see it already happening more specifically with Honda in comparison to like a small time company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like they're trying to avoid producing EV solo. Ah, uh, because they don't want to... It's expensive. Yeah, it that's is. That's expensive development costs. So I, that's why I think they're trying to collaborate because they have such a good reputation and they build cars so well. Like, I guess even, even for cost-effective-wise, right? Yeah. So maybe not a full knock on Toyota, but if you've driven a brand-new Corolla versus a brand-new Civic... It's a night and day difference, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes that Corolla look like a 90s Kia. Like, (laughs) it's not even... They don't even seem like they should be comparable in the same class. Because Honda made theirs just so much better. At least as far as the cheap, right? At least as far as making a cheap car. Nice. So maybe they're going to utilize that engineering quality they have to attract people investing in the electric motors already and the battery technology. And they can kind of just piggyback on that and kind of keep themselves up that way. Now, I do have a question. Answer. With this whole situation, does that mean GM backed out from the alliance they had with Honda? No. They're still in production. They're still going to do it. Okay. And they've paired up on a ton of things in the past, actually. So they actually have a pretty good history. I know. That was just my whole thing, because once you said that they opened invitation to anybody, so I was like, did GM just drop off, and now they want somebody else? Or, like, what's the idea? Well, no, at the end of the day, a competitor is a competitor. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to be stuck to one competitor relying on them for all of your EV tech, right? So they don't want to be stuck kind of, like, shadowing GM throughout this whole thing, right? They're going to take some stuff they learned from GM, they're going to you know, learn some stuff from over here and hopefully start developing their own, right? They don't want to sit in the shadow the whole time. That's not good for business. Yeah. They got to be more competitive than that. 
So no, it, their relationship in that sense is fine. They've done plenty of business in the past. They're still going to continue to do this. He's just extending this invitation to other manufacturers that might want to. So I'm curious to see who might respond and make a collaboration with Honda next. I could already see it. Apple and Honda. <laughs> I think they tried it already. I know they did. <laughs> you know, I heard it didn't go too well. Like always. Like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh so I have one more thing before we just get into some BS. Okay. So this is on brand loyalty. So is BMW giving beaver pets to people who bought the cars or you know that makes it more appealing but no (laughs) no this is basically a study that was done from june 20th to may 2021 and this study is based upon people who were trading in their cars and buying the same brand car oh okay so you know you have a honda you're trading in a honda to buy another honda but a newer one Yeah, pretty much brand loyalty, right? Yes. So it was kind of going through there and trying to see which ones are keeping the most brand loyalty versus people who just trade in the cars and jump into something else. Mm -hmm. So they they did some rankings and percentages of like total percentages of how many people actually traded and stayed with the same brand versus people who didn't, obviously. So they got top five for mass market brands, which is, you know... Your normal cars, right? And then they did top five premium brands, which is like your luxury cars and mm-hmm. stuff. So we'll kind of mix this into a little game. I was wondering if you can pick three out of the five top five for the mass market brands that had this, the brand loyalty. And I think number one is going to surprise you. How so? Well, let's take some guesses and see if you can find them. Okay, so... I am going to say Toyota. Toyota is on the list at number two. 61.1% brand loyalty. 61. Damn. Yeah. And and they're all within 10%. from, From fifth to first is all within 10%. Okay. Okay. Uh, so who would be the first? It's kind of tough now that uh, now that I know Toyota's second. You know, I would imagine Toyota would have been first. Exactly, right? Yep. That's why I said number one will surprise you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. All right, we'll pick two more. What's the two other ones that are on the three out of five? Uh, I am gonna say. Shit, this is hard now. Toyota's the only one. <laughs> I would expect it to be like number one, honestly. That's the thing. Well, it's not number one, but what else might be on the top five? Top five. I mean, what do I see always on the road, especially? Ram? You know, Ram is on the list. Oh, shit. And Ram surprised me because I didn't think it'd be on the list. That I don't know. Maybe I just don't like Dodges, but. <laughs> what place? Uh, Fourth. Fourth. Oh, that's interesting. Fourth. That's at a fifty six point eight percent. Okay. Uh, what else do I see on the road a lot? 
Especially since I don't drive that much anymore. <laughs> I have been seeing a lot of BMWs lately, though. Well, BMW is like a luxury brand. Okay. We're just talking about mass market. Okay, mass market. Mass market. Okay. Chevy? Uh, Chevy is not on the list. They did not make it. Huh. I know. I, I would have thought Chevy would have done better than Ram. Especially with all the quatches. Yep. Sikema. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do we have for number one then? Number one at 61.8% brand loyalty is Subaru. Holy shit. Yeah. Blown head gaskets and all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if they're giving away vape juice with every sale or what, but yeah, they came in at number one for brand loyalty. Huh. That, that took quite a turn. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. Obviously, like I said, number two was Toyota. Number three was Honda at 593 Four was Ram. Four was Ram. Five was Ford at 53.9. And those are our top five for brand loyalty. Okay. Okay. How about premium brands? Okay. How premium are we talking about? This is luxury as in, like you said, BMW, Porsche. So, so we're not going like into the high-end exotic shit, right? No, no, no. This this is just premium, not exotic. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say BMW right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, there's less premium brands, so it's a little bit easier to start narrowing the field. Porsche. So they're in at number four. Porsche. Porsche is in at number two. Okay. So who the hell would it be number one? I Mercedes? I, number, th- uh, number three. Mercedes is number three. I thought number one would have been super easy to guess after we just did the, the other list. Volkswagen is not considered premium, is it? No, I think most Volkswagen would be in the mass market. Okay. I, I, I just had to clarify on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Audi? Audi is number five. Shit. Huh. So you're drawing blanks and you're gonna you're gonna feel it as soon as I say it. Lexus. Oh shit. It's it's the Toyota, <laughs> basically, right? I mean, right off the bat, my my idea was just premium, just like German engineering at this point. Yeah, well, unfortunately, so I, I, Toyota I, I, will beat out in German engineering here. <laughs> so I, I, it never crossed my mind, honestly. Yeah, Lexus came in at number one, which I, I although I did find interesting, the premium brand percentages are all way lower. Hmm. So Lexus at number one is only 51.6%. So almost half of them are switching anyways. Yeah. And at the lowest, which is Audi, is only 45.5%. That's not pretty much a big gap in comparison to the mass produced, but yeah. Well, the gap is less, right? Mm -hmm. The gap in percentages is less, but it's still a 10% drop overall. True. Right? Just in overall uh, loyalty to them. So... Yeah, I found that kind of interesting. But to kind of like branch off of here, what has your brand loyalty, Manny? Hot Cheetos. Motherfucker. I'm talking about cars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you didn't say it specifically. I did not. I did not. Although Hot Cheetos is like the model. Wouldn't the 
Brand B. Is that Frito Lay? I believe it's Frito Lay. Frito Lay would be the brand. <laughs> so, car brand loyalty. Car brand loyalty. Honestly, it would have to be a Toyota. Toyota? Toyota. Okay. That is your loyal brand? Yes. All right, all right. I think for me, it's a little bit easy. It's probably Ford, mostly because I like beating on Mustangs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the power of the V8s and everything. But I grew up with, uh, like, Toyotas my whole life and stuff. So I've always had, a, like, an enjoyment for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always had Hondas, Fords, and Chevys. I mean, it wasn't until recently my, I learned that my dad owned a Mark III Supra Turbo. And he sold it. And I'm like, motherfucker. Damn. And his excuse, I didn't think you were going to be a car guy when you grew up. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I raised you for pickup trucks, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known when you grew that mullet and bought that El Camino. <laughs> I didn't grow a mullet. Fuck you. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. For me, we've always had Hondas as the commuters. We always had Chevy trucks. And then I just always wanted to beat around in an old fucking Mustang. Or a Caprice. Oh, that's right. I did have the Caprice, too. Although that thing was basically a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was ginormous. I had the Caprice, too. I And I for a while, I did flip cars. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I went through a ton of Camrys, a ton of Nissans, like countless. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've had a pretty healthy mix, but... I guess the brand loyalty would go to Ford just because I've tried to always have at least one Mustang to to have as my toy car. Mm-hmm. But I've always had other cars, you know what I mean, yeah. that were all types of different brands. Like my Spec V, I had a Q45 for a while. I've had multiple Accords and Civics and Camrys. So, But I think just because I've always had one play car that was always like, a Fox body or an SN95, I guess Ford will take it for that sense. Well, I mean, even now, I mean, I'm using the Crown Vic as my beater daily. Okay. And the loyalty's there, I guess, because it's been reliable for me. I think I've already done 25,000 miles on it. <laughs> uh, how long have you had it? I have not had it a year yet. How long have you had it? Uh, I think I'm at nine months. Okay, so nine. I'll do 36 probably, 30-something. 30 I'll be in the 30s for sure by the time I hit a year. So you're like maybe looking around 2,000 miles every month? Two to 3,000 miles a month, yeah, roughly. Because I, I might hit, I have to do the exact number to find out, but I think the last time I glanced at it, I was somewhere around 25,000, 26,000, so... I might be doing close to 3,000 miles a month. Okay. So the car's been good. I'll run it into the ground, Manny. <laughs> like I did with my first car. I mean, not literally, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's some of the brand loyalty we got going on. But, uh, Manny, you had a couple personal updates, build updates? Uh, Just... Already in the works of some planning with the situation for the the entire wire harness for the car. 
Oh, is it finally happening? There's some things happening right now, so we're just working out some details with somebody that I know and everything. And I might get started soon, just right away, on just redoing the whole, the suspension on the El Camino as well. Okay, cool, cool. Does that mean finally some spirited driving out of it? Yes. I'm going to hold you to that. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard just like trying to like drive in, just try to go a little bit faster, especially when I get curves and... Next, you know, I can feel the whole body roll because the suspension is not really that great right now. It's it's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I told you, too. That car's suspension design is not the greatest. You're still going to feel some float. And not as bad as right now with, like, how, how, like, shot the suspension is right now. Yeah. So, with this, uh, um, I'll be able to get more stability when I'm driving more, especially. Other than that, with the Toyota Tacoma that I just purchased, uh, I finally registered that and everything because work has just been keeping me too busy to go to the DMV. Now that that's out of the done, I'm just in the in the works right now of just doing a full tune-up and suspension and everything on it too. All right, all right. And uh, I am going to be treading the used car market. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's time for... um. I mean... I had a truck to tow, but, <laughs> but it was high mileage, honestly. I mean, it was high mileage, which isn't a huge, huge deal. Just that, uh, you know, I wasn't using it very often. I didn't see myself towing anytime soon. And the opportunity came up to buy the Mustang, mm-hmm. the Fox body back. Mm-hmm. So that's my baby. You know, I it was like the biggest regret regret selling it in the first place. So the opportunity came to get it back. All right, peace the fuck out, truck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had no love for it. <laughs> how how fast did you sell it? Uh, that was sold in two hours. Two hours, goddamn. Two hours. My dad was telling me, he was like, man, if he would have told me that twenty, I might have would have bought it. I was like. I didn't know he was selling until after he sold it. It went so fucking fast, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it went super, super fucking fast. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get back on the on the market and start scouring out for a tow car and a trailer, possibly. Um, or no, maybe, maybe. Um, I talked to John from 91 Octane, and he's renting a trailer when he goes to the track right now from U-Haul. From U-Haul, mm-hmm. yeah, and. He's only paying, I think he said, like 50 or 55 a day. Mm. That's not terrible. It really isn't. No, that's not terrible. So the goal, now that the Type R is gone, is to pick myself up a little old fucking truck for towing and get situated for a race car and basically start getting my seat time in. Right? I... I've only been doing a couple events a year when I had the Type R, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe three, four tops. Most usually about three or four tops. And only really local. That's why I've been to Auto Club so many times <laughs> compared to the other tracks, you know? Yeah. So I really want to get out there more and actually start getting some good seat time in. So that's the goal for this summer to kind of... Or what's left of it anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be feeling this summer till winter. Right? <laughs> But uh, just just to kind of get situated, maybe be ready by October, that would be ideal. 
Uh, for a button willow, correct? Button willow, okay. yeah. So that that would be ideal. I don't know if I if it's possible because I don't want to rush into anything either, you know. But uh, I am looking at some uh, some tow vehicles. I'm weighing the options between like a Sequoia um, Expedition, just because the pickup trucks are hugely overmarked right now. Oh yeah, especially like, if they're diesel. There was a diesel I really wanted to, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, the pickup trucks themselves are so much more overpriced right now that I saved myself a couple thousand dollars just going with the SUV. Okay. So, all right, fuck it, whatever, you know. It's not, I would prefer a pickup truck, but if I can save some money doing it with an SUV, it's it's mostly going to be a tow rig anyways, you know. So if I can save some money doing that, then maybe I'll probably go in that direction because the tundra the silverados the f-150s they look a little bit overpriced right now like nah (laughs) not gonna happen so i'm gonna be looking around and uh hopefully pick something up soon maybe after i come back from uh from drop from arkansas from dropping off that car i was uh i was thinking in my head about possibly looking up a car in arkansas and just driving it back Mm. no no (laughs) (laughs) the market over there like you know it it's obviously it's all the u.s right yes but california versus our dude no there it's such a difference in the market dude everything over there is literal junk Ooh, like literal they all look like there were planning to destroy the trucks to look like the farm truck or like tow mater tow yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's so so bad man i was just there's nothing out there but junk it was just ridiculous okay unless you're buying like brand new no and then there's the selection is almost nothing too so i was just like oh no <laughs> it almost made me think uh I wonder if clean California cars sell for more over there. That's interesting. I would... Could it? I mean, that's the rust belt, you know? The car, I mean, the cars probably have to battle some rust. They've been through the snow, you know? Does it snow in Arkansas? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. So it's kind of like, all right, I'm wondering if maybe a clean california car would be a little bit more desirable you know it could be start visiting my dad and just take a car and fly back every time (laughs) take a car sell it for a couple thousand profit fly home (laughs) be a nice little side gig (laughs) i mean your dad has five acres just start a dealership there (laughs) hey that's not a bad idea Call it fucking Cali cars. <laughs> Cali cars for less. No, Cali imports. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Although, you know, it might get hate crime for being liberal. Just because <laughs> it's California. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just took a look over there just to see how the market was, at least as far as used cars and stuff like that and no man i we are truly truly lucky to be in socal like in almost every aspect you know what i mean we have the car culture 
We have the population to have plenty of variety. Well, we have the car culture, but half of it's pretty stupid. Okay, as of late, yes. (laughs) (laughs) As of late, they've been fucking it up for us for sure. But I just mean the culture here is still vibrant as a whole, basically. You know, it's vibrant, it's active, and we have the population to have an abundance of choices and selection. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's over there, it seems like if you were buying a car over there, like you would pretty much just have to choose what popped up in the classification you wanted. You know what I mean? If you wanted a truck, what truck is for sale? You know, of the three or four that pop up, which one which one looks like it's not going to fall apart? <laughs> Within like a hundred mile radius. Try maybe even two. <laughs> yeah, it was just, no, we're, we're lucky out here for sure. You can set it at a 20 mile radius and get 10 times the selection. You know, when you do your searches online. So we're, we're very, very lucky. Um, not only that, even with racing, you know, we're trying to do where I'm trying to do a lot more track driving. I think we'll we'll get you sprinkled in there here and there, right? It's, it's a try, honestly. It's a try. All right. We'll get you sprinkled in here and there. <laughs> but over there, literally all they had was, I think, one drag strip and a ton of dirt tracks. Uh, dirt's pretty fun. I mean, I can see where the fun is at. It's just not my thing like you'd have to build a specific car for that you know Mm -hmm. like maybe lift and put some mutters on the crown vic i remember when i was little i used to own like those uh those cage go-karts yeah yeah off-roading and stuff that shit was fun but i mean i got quick i I quickly got bored of it because as you get older it just feels more and more slower to you because you you are bigger you're older and you just want it to be more faster but it's not possible yeah and I remember I flipped over that shit so many times. <laughs> Smacked my head straight on the floor and everything. Uh, fun moments. Fun, fun moments. All right, Manny. So I did get an email this week. Nobody, hardly everybody, anybody uses the email, but we got an email this week. Oh, really? Yeah. They wanted to hear. So we'll we'll close the episode out on this. Okay. Yeah, we got enough time. We'll close the episode out on this. Uh, they wanted to remind me to do the story about the brownies at AX. Oh, yeah, I that. yeah, yeah. So, story time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, without preparing for this, I guess I don't remember exactly what year it was. <laughs> but uh, me, my wife, and my good friend Angel. We rented a hotel in um, uh, was that Koreatown? That's really close to the to the center. Something like that. I think it's Koreatown or something. That's really it's pretty close to where the uh, Expedition Hall or the L.A. Convention Center is at, mm-hmm. right? So we rented it for the weekend and the the four days or whatever for AX, and it was Angel's first time out there, so. You know, we were going out there, we took a bunch of pictures, we fucking, we did our cosplay thing, this was years ago, you know? And we did, um, I think it was like one of those cosplay deviants, where they do the club or the thing afterward. Uh, the strip club for anime. Um, it wasn't strip club, but it was like a club club. They had a DJ going, dance floor, and 
we were trying to wait in the line so for... So you didn't see naked cosplayers? No. Then that was not Cosplay Deviants? Okay, I don't know which one it was, but it was one of those dance club events, right? And we were trying to drink, you know? like That's kind of normally what we do when we go out like that, you know? We mm-hmm. go out and we drink. And we were standing in the bar lines forever. I mean, the lines were long, and I'm sure you've seen them before, right? I've uh, seen them, worked them, been in them, in them. Yeah, and you know it's it's the event itself is super packed. Yes, you get into the basically the club kind of thing, and it's super packed. So we each get in line, and we each try to order two a piece, right? So that we don't have to wait back in the line, and then the drinks warm by the time you get to your second one, and you know then you're not really catching any buzz because you don't want to go back in the line. <laughs> and we would, you know, we kind of left like a little bit, like ah, uh, we kind of wanted to like get a little bit more lit you know (laughs) so we go back to the hotel room or whatever and uh we were i think we ordered some food or we ate at a restaurant i can't remember which night that was but we talked about like all right we got to figure out a way to sneak some liquor in there or do this or that and uh angel's like well what if we just get some pot brownies (laughs) (laughs) now if you don't know me i smoke on a very rare occasion like, I don't smoke super often, you know what I mean? It's not something I go out of my way to go get. I do smoke here and there, you know, when I'm with a group of friends, you know? But it's not something that's like a little avid hobby for me at all, you know? I've only done it once, and it wasn't for me, honestly. Okay. But that's kind of like my extent into that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's pretty much it. So we were like, well, all right, like, fuck it. Let's go fucking hit a dispensary. We're in fucking L.A. There's everywhere right so before we get to the anime convention the ax and mind you this is still daytime you know this is like first thing in the morning right i think we did have breakfast at least i'm pretty sure we had breakfast at least (laughs) we go hit a dispensary and you know if you've never been there before i don't know if you've been there before manny any of them nope I mean, basically, you go in, you give them your ID, they basically register you and give you a card. Like, there's not really any questioning, no nothing, you just walk in. Cool. So we walk in, and we're looking around, and, you know, obviously, we have no fucking idea what really what we're looking at. Um, my wife smokes a little bit more than I do, but she's not heavy into the edibles either. So we're looking around, and we're like, well... I wonder how long they last. You know, we've Googled some stuff, just some quick, stupid research. Emphasis on the stupid. (laughs) And Angel sees this black package with, like, skulls on it. Oh, God. Which, you know, you figure would have been a fucking indication. And the one brownie was literally, like, $80. Holy shit. Yeah. Um... So he's like, well, what if we just got this? This should be enough for the whole fucking day. (laughs) And, you know, classic fucking underestimations, you know what I mean? We're like, all right, fuck it. Let's fucking buy one of those. And so we bought one of those. We figured we split it up between the three of us. And then the lady at the register gave us each like a, a little freebie, like a freebie edible like a little rice crispy i think one was a lollipop and then another rice crispy or whatever okay so we take off and we each eat the little ones in the car (laughs) so we go back to the hotel room we get ready you know pack our bags or whatever 
And then, so we kind of split this fucking big-ass brownie into thirds. So we each took a third, put a little saran wrap on it, you know, put it into our respective little pockets or, you know, little compartments for it, right? And we take off to AX. And we get the we get an Uber out there. So we start fucking chomping little pieces out of it at a time. As we're in the Uber, we get to the line, we get inside, we start eating some. And we're in there about maybe an hour or so and and Angel's like, dude, it's not it's not doing shit. And I'm like, Yeah, it's not doing anything to me either. Like I thought it would have been way worse than this, you know? That's what they all say until it hits. Yeah. Which we found out firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it kind of goes like, because I've heard the stories before. Like, it's not like I was oblivious to it. You know, I've heard the stories before, but I guess it's kind of one of those things you kind of have to do it on your own to really understand how cautious you actually have to be with it. <laughs> so I eat about half of the thing. Half of a third. Half of a third. Um, my wife ate about a quarter of it. Angel's about a half of it, and still nothing. Um, my wife starts feeling it a little bit. She's like grabbing my hand a little bit tight, and you know, zoning out a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, she's she's she looks like she's on a good one. She's fine. And, uh, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? It hasn't hit me, so I eat another quarter of it. Now all that's left is like a little small quarter of this third. And I'm walking, and I'm walking, and about 15 minutes later. I got hit by a fucking freight truck. <laughs> you just got isekai into the high world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the dry mouth was really, really fucking bad. I was super... I had to just sit down. Now, my friend Angel was still... Complaining? No, he was oh. still totally fine and complaining. Now, mind you, my friend Angel is like 6'3". I don't know, 200 X, X pounds. I don't know how much he weighs. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's super tall. You know, I'm itty bitty next to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's still complaining that it hasn't hit him. And, and he's kind of like, um, you know, because this is his first AX and I've been there before. Yeah. He was kind of relying on me to go, hey, where do we go to do see this? Where do we go to see that? Check but. your map. And I'm like, I open up the map while we're sitting down, and I'm like, I can't fucking read this. I'm not <laughs> reading this. <laughs> and he's like relying on me to like direct them. And I'm like, I hold on, hold on. <laughs> I just need to sit down for a little bit. <laughs> Cause I forgot how to read for a little bit. So like uh let me figure out what words mean. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just getting bad. So I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me try to walk it off. Let me try to walk it off, you know? So we start walking. And no, dude, it's just getting so bad, man. So, so bad that I'm like, hey, we're going back to the hotel. <laughs> and Angel looks at me. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, dude, I am really, really, really fucking high. And I don't think I can properly function around 100,000 people in here. Like, I need to be in a room by myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, all right. And he starts following me to the front. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, Dick, you have to order the Uber. I can't use my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's like, I don't know how to order the like. He you know he's kind of like, I don't know how to order order the Uber. You got us here. Just order the Uber home. And I'm like, you don't understand. I can't read my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm trying, dude. I'm like I'm trying as hard as I can to focus on the screen long enough to order the fucking Uber. But I can't. <laughs> okay. What was going on with Syra during this whole time? Oh, she was like literally, I'm pretty sure she didn't say a freaking word the entire time. Like she was just dead quiet. She gripped onto my arm and just walked and followed me. Just dead quiet. A couple times she's like, hey, like, you know, water, water. And I was like, here, here's some water. Here's some water because the, the cotton mouth, you yeah. know. But that was it. She did not say a word. Meanwhile, I'm trying to focus my bearings because I'm I'm feeling like I'm leading the party without any cognitive control. <laughs> so I'm trying I'm getting all frustrated because I'm like, Angel, I can't see my phone, bro. <laughs> like you gotta order the Uber. <laughs> and you know where you kind of start getting that paranoia and the frustration kind of hits at the same time. And I'm like, I'm about to yell at this big man. Like <laughs> I can't focus. So I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, I must look like a, you know, when the old guys have those readers, they wear the tip of their nose oh, and they yeah. hold the phone like four feet away from their yeah. face. I'm pretty sure I'm doing some shit like that in front of the fucking convention center trying to fucking order this Uber, right? And I I have one ordered and we're waiting. I was like, cool. I see a fucking little car moving. I ordered an Uber, you know? I fucking by memory, I guess, push the right buttons or something, right? And I guess the Uber get, you know, mind you, this is how just hard it is for me to focus on reality versus like what the fuck's going on in my head with everything, you know, because there's a lot of people there. It's a little bit overwhelming, especially in cosplay. Well, no, just especially how high we were. <laughs> so I guess the Uber showed up and called asking where we were. And I remember answering the phone and talking to them. And I think they got frustrated because we couldn't figure out where we were. <laughs> and they took off and they had to order another Uber. Ooh. Yeah, no, it was just bad, dude. I couldn't focus on anything. <laughs> so we get to the second Uber. I honestly cannot remember if I just gave the phone to Angel and just told him, here, fucking talk to this guy <laughs> and find us the Uber, you know? But we get in the car and we're going and we're driving we, uh, I think Angel gave him the address, and he's still 100% good. He's fucking chatting it up with the Uber driver. Cider's next to me, just holding onto my arm, still quiet as a mouse, and I'm just, like, trying to keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, Cider was only a quarter of this way in. I was already three quarters in, plus the little Rice Krispie Treat shit. And... um yeah, I'm just trying to keep my composure, right? And then I feel it, dude. I'm going to throw up. Ooh. Dude. And I'm like, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car, pull over, pull over, pull over. Dude, luckily the Uber driver pulls over. I swing the door open right as everything's coming out. <laughs> that would have been a hefty charge onto your account. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I'm sure. And not only that, just from a car guy perspective, I would have felt like shit throwing up in somebody's car. Oh, you felt like shit, I for, for sure. Oh, I mean, I felt like shit regardless, but that would have been, like, extra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I'm fucking blowing chugs on the side of 
fucking L.A. street. <laughs> in cosplay, and mind you, we're far enough to from the convention where there's not other cosplayers around. And the Uber driver just takes off. Because he, he's like, hey, are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? And, you know, Angel's like, hey, do you want him to wait? And I'm like, not even talking to my buddy Angel. Because I'm just like dying <laughs> or what i think is dying you know and i guess me throwing up got my wife sick she threw up and again mind you this whole time my buddy angel's chilling <laughs> it hasn't hit big boy at all yet and so he's yet. like yet he's just like whatever and i'm like and, I, and I fi- once i finally kind of get my bearings together I, honestly i think throwing up kind of actually helped Oh, yeah. Because I, I think it probably would have fucked me up even more. But I give him my phone, and I'm like, here's the the address of the motels or the hotels in there. I will follow you. <laughs> like, just fucking take us there, dude. I cannot fucking do it right now. So we're following him, dude. And mind you, we're walking down the streets. We're far enough from the convention where there are no cosplay or there's no weebs around. I have a little bit of throw up on my shirt. we're walking to the hotel like this we finally get to the hotel and then i just see my friend like angel just fucking lay out he fucking hits the bed and he's gone like you know i threw up so i'm like a i'm still really i'm still pretty high but just not as bad i guess so enough to where I can kind of talk and I kind of go over to him like, hey, bro, are you okay? And he just looks at me and just nods once. Like, no words. <laughs> um, I ended up fucking ordering food and sleeping the rest of the day. I did not go back to the convention. Oof. Uh, I did wake up to my buddy Angel running to the bathroom to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> that killed a day and a half of our conven- of our four days. Damn. And later on, we found out that, uh, you know those uh, medicine containers that they normally have the weed in? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was enough to fill one of those packed to the brim in that brownie. Ooh. It was obviously... Very ate, concentrated. It was very, very concentrated. My sister, who's a bit more of a pothead, laughed at us and said, I can't believe you guys fucking ate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we ended up giving her a piece because she's like, there's, there was no, it floored her too. She took a tiny, tiny little piece from my wife's leftovers and it floored my sister too. <laughs> Damn. And uh, yeah, you won't be catching me doing no edibles no more. <laughs> that is my worst experience at Anime Expo. Okay. That I didn't get to go into length last episode. <laughs> nice. So. I guess advice for me is uh, pregame and get drunk at the hotel before an anime club party. Don't do brownies. <laughs> but uh, with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Definitely, definitely. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And share it with a friend. See if they might enjoy listening to this too. And if you have any questions, comments, death threats, want to hear updates to other stories that we might have not covered, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at email. email. (laughs) Are you high? Uh, No, 
just you know it gives me the residuals every time i talk about it <laughs> but it's unaccepted podcast at gmail.com and we'll see everybody next wednesday at email.com <laughs>